Welcome to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello, created for entrepreneurs and online business owners who know that business gets to be different from what we've been told. Join me and my entrepreneurial guests for insights into how they've created wild success while dropping the hustle and honoring their well-being. Because I believe that success is more than a financial destination. It's how we get to feel every day. Welcome to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with me, Polly Lavarello, and I am so excited to have our very first guest on the podcast, the beautiful Rachel Cruikshank. Rachel, if you have not met her before, is a somatic therapist. She's been in the online business world for three years, but in her practice for five. And she is the creator and founder of the SOMA Method, which is a pioneering practice that looks to combine Eastern spirit with Western science to somatically target every layer of our being in order to activate and awaken. Now, Rachel, I discovered via Instagram, and she and I connected almost immediately. There are so many similarities between Rachel and myself. And of course, I'm really delighted to have Rachel on the podcast today because obviously the premise behind this podcast is the embodied business revolution. So who better to speak to than somebody who has immense wealth of knowledge around somatics, which if this is new to you, I'm sure Rachel can explain more of that. But welcome, welcome, Rachel. Welcome to the show. So lovely to have you here. Thank you. My heart is like doing fireworks right now. I feel everything in my body, hence the somaticness. But like when you're saying it's like, oh, 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 it's so nice to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel is the, I mean, she is one of the most beautiful embodied versions of her. Well, when it comes to embodied business revolution, for me, a lot of that is about embodying your message, embodying your mission. And one of the most magnetic ways to attract clients is through being that. And there are a lot of people out there who quite frankly aren't that, but Rachel truly is. And that's really what drew me into everything she does straight away and had me wanting to have conversations with her from the get-go. And Rachel lives, from my view, a a kind of slightly unconventional life. I never know where she is. Um, (laughs) And so I wanted to explore that today with you. Um, I'd love to just start off with right now, just share more about yourself and what it is you're doing in the online business world. I originally started um, training as um, a nutritionist. So I'm a a naturopathic nutritional therapist. I've done many yoga trainings now. So my journey to being where I am now and doing the work I am now was kind of just like, look like really following things that interest me and and things that I loved and things that I was passionate about my journey like so many started personally with things that I was struggling with so I really struggled with gut health severe constipation bloating pain digestive issues my period stopped I was told I had polycystic ovaries all at the same time kind of really struggled with I guess my sense of self who I was in the world my sense of belonging struggled with eating disorders very disordered eating and I think all of those things started me on a journey to well healing at the time it wasn't like I didn't go on a journey of healing but at the time I was like god this just really doesn't feel good and I really didn't want to spend my days you know beating myself up um, kind of physically, emotionally, energetically. And I and I just started to discover more so it could help me, basically. The nutrition course that I did was because I'd seen a nutritionist in that in that area. And I was like, wow, there's something really in this. Like, let me go and learn some more. And that's the way my journey has always been. I kind of am my own first like test subject. I always try things for me. And now I just teach 
things that I think are important. And I feel that my journey in life is like me, like going through the textbook of life. You know, I'm, I'm experiencing things, I'm living it, I'm breathing it. I'm, I'm staying present to learn the lessons. And then I'm just pulling those through and helping other people who are, who are going through a similar thing or, you know, things that I've been through in the past. And all of those things now have woven together to create the SOMA method, the somatic activation that I'm now doing. And and essentially what that is, is using the body as the vessel, as the vehicle to take us to where we want to be. And I feel that life, in fact, I was doing a tapping thing this morning and he said, you know, look above, you can see the ceiling but above that is the sky. And even if you can't see the sky, like the big blue expansive sky right now, it's there. And I think that's for me, it's like using the body, using the Soma method to find like the sky, the expansiveness, the, the like well of abundance that life gets to be and just living more fully, you know, living in a way that feels full and magical and wonderful for us. So that's where I'm at. That's incredible. And I guess what I'm really curious to know, um, because those health issues you referred to, I, I think I've certainly heard of many women being impacted by them and, and yeah. often stress obviously plays a big role in that. So I'm really curious to know, what did your life look like at that stage when you were experiencing all of those things? Honestly, like looking back to that person, it just feels like someone else. And when I see photos of myself, I was so slim and I was actually just having this conversation with a friend the other day. I was so slim and in so many ways, you know, that was, I guess, what we desire in life or or what we've been told to desire in life, you know, like to be, to look a certain way or to be a certain way or to be a certain weight. Right. Mm. And, you know, looking back to that person I can see in her face, there's, there's not, there's just not life. There's not this like, radiance and vitality and vivaciousness that I now want in my life everything that I do is to find that in my inner world and in my outer world but I truly believe I think at the time the biggest difference was I was seeking that in the outer world in the Mm. outer skin and thinking if I do this this and this and that is really I believe a lot of what the world has told us you know, if you get this, this and this on the outer world, then, you know, it's going to mean a certain thing, or you're going to look a certain way, or people will view a certain way. But this is why many people, no matter how much money they have, are still, you know, quite unhappy. And and I think the biggest switch now is that it's, I truly believe, and I am, this is the embodiment for me, is it starts in the inner world. If my inner world is unhappy, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outer it cannot, I can only meet the outer world, how I'm meeting and, and being in the inner world. So the inner world then was unhappy, was out of balance, was malnourished, was not being nurtured on any level, um, was being criticized, was being compared, was was striving and pushing and trying trying so hard to be something other than what it was and I think that's the biggest thing then it was this not not being in a sense of love or gratitude or appreciation or respect of like myself as I was there was I suppose a belief that something was wrong in some way and that was ultimately what was manifesting then there was something wrong you know there was like severe gut hormonal emotional mental um, digestive imbalance. And that's another piece that really impacts my work today, which is the emotional reflection into the physical 
um, mm. and, and like the metaphor around that. Gosh, yeah. So your story was that your value was external to yourself and yeah. you were... Yes. And I think a lot of people listening to this can relate to that. And many of us, even when we've done the work, will dip in and out of those kind of feelings. And so you started this journey with nutrition. And I'm curious to know what it looked like beyond that. It sounds like there were many layers to this kind of expansion and, and this understanding of the role that the body plays. And so I'm really curious to understand what that looked like. Um, obviously, you started with understanding the um, gut. Uh, but I'm curious to know beyond that, when did, you know, I know when I watch you on Instagram, I see you doing a lot of movement. So I'm really curious to understand the journey from nutrition to one where you do all those fun jumping around things because that looks really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the nutrition course that I did was three years and that started probably, I'm going to say around 2015. Um, and then in 2017, I did my very first yoga qualification. So pre that I was doing a lot of yoga, but it was just really my own practice. Um, and I got really interested in the physiology. So that's where I started was kind of the biomedical, um, which is people who, who know me from Instagram now might be quite surprised by that because it's a deep influence in what I do now, but it's just, I don't talk about it so much, but looking at really like the cellular physiological, um, biological health of us. And that's still something that matters so much to me. Um, but it really started like looking at the root, which is the gut health, I I believe, you know, mm. like that is like the soil of the garden. And I, when I was focusing much more in gut health, which I do still, but it's just less of a focus. The way I used to say it is like, if you went out into your garden to plant seeds, but the garden is covered in weeds, like the seeds are not going to thrive. And so we kind of have to go through the step that is now in the Soma method, which is the unburdening the clearing out, the letting go, the like soul excavation work. And that is on the physical level. Maybe it's gut health. Maybe it's, um, you know, something to do with our daily routines. It could be relationship. It could be physical clutter in your space. It could be social media detoxing, you know, all of these sorts of things. But I really, truly believe the first step of the expansive process is, getting very clear on just what is not working anymore. And I suppose that's really what started was kind of looking at my my physical body, which was where I was at the time. Like my physical body was so much in need of love and support that that's the medicine I needed. So that's where I started. And that's where I really start with clients now. And then I started to do, uh, then I did the yoga course, my very first 200 hours yoga course. And on that, you know, they were suddenly talking about like chakras and archetypes and philosophy and, um, you know, Carl Jung and Freud and these psychological elements that really impact um, the physical body and, you know, dreams and all of those sorts of things. And then that was then like an unraveling. I got more and more curious by it. And I just followed my passion. Like I just followed like the things that felt really interesting to me and it's become my work um but now and that's a huge influence in my work now you know louise hay how she looks at the body or she did she's she's not alive anymore but you know certain parts of the body of course we can say physically there might be something going on with the cells with the physiology with the muscles with the tissues and there's things that we can do physically to support that like take certain supplements or eat certain things or not eat certain things or move in a certain way but also our emotional and our energetic state categorically 
influence the expression of balance or imbalance in the body. And so then it's just been this like unraveling and it's really hard for me to even like it wasn't planned. So it's kind of hard for me to like work out what happened when, but a mm-hmm. huge influence for me was moving to Manchester and the amazing community. Like Manchester is such a powerful place energetically, I feel, but the community here and the um, openness of the minds of the people that live here, um, that has been really transformative for me as a being, as a human, as a soul, as a heart. And that, of course, has influenced how I show up in the world, how I show up in my work, um, you know. So I think there's it's been completely, like, multifaceted how I got here. It's not been a, like you said, it's not been a conventional route. Beautiful. I love how you followed your passion. And I also really love what you mentioned there about Manchester and what it's brought out in you. And, and that's one of the things I find really interesting about following you. It is the way you move about, around so much. And that kind of ties into the next question that came up for me when listening to you, which is listening to this decluttering and unburdening that we do with the soul and the importance of nurturing all of those things. How do you marry the incredible work you do with building a business online? Because as you you mentioned yourself earlier, social media and how um, we have to be very careful with how we use it. So I'm, I'm really curious to know, For somebody who's a somatic therapist and so aware of those sensations in the body and what you need in each moment, what does that look like for you? I'm sure all the listeners are curious to know as well. For me, it just looks like, and I'm feeling it in this moment, just like joy and excitement. And that is not joy and excitement because of social media, but social media is a way to share that. Just Mm -hmm. like when you want to call a friend and tell them like this amazing thing happened for me that that's the same thing i'm very mindful about who i follow on social media how and why and when and i show up like I have certain boundaries around it like you know not scrolling first thing in the morning um not you know not not really scrolling at all actually if i'm honest um I tend to miss a lot on social media and but I'm very specific about who I follow and how I interact with it so I, I'm kind of constantly checking in with my relationship around it which I think is something that we can do in in all areas of our life but for me it's like it's just everything is relationship and so mm. you know for me my relationship with with I love Instagram I really truly love it like I totally understand why some people don't like social media, but I think there's also like deeper questions within these, these statements that we can ask, like, is it because we feel judged? Is it because we are judging? Is it because we're in a comparative critical state when we're using it? You know, when I go onto social media and I see a woman and she's saying, I've made this much money. I'm like, fuck yeah, you have. Like, it's great. I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear? Like, yeah, it's it. like, like <laughs> celebrational when I see my friends doing amazing things. Like, that for me is so exciting. And then I get to share things that I'm finding exciting and I get to share my work. I think in terms of like a business perspective, there's some crucial things for me in terms of how I show up. Like, I want everything I share to be of value. 
I my life's work is to teach through being through my experience I'm very honest I'm very vulnerable I'm very truthful in how I show up and I will share the joy and I will also share the tears and the sadness you know that's part of the somatic present experience of life I believe I believe there's space for it all I believe there's power in it all um I think yeah we do have to be mindful and conscious about who we follow but also just being curious about when we show up, if you are feeling really deeply triggered or you're, you're then saying, well, she's like, she's doing that. And therefore that must mean I'm not, or they're earning that money. And that must mean, therefore there's not money for me to earn, or they've got that client. Therefore they're taking a client from me. It doesn't work like that. There is always more in this world. Like the universe is always providing and there's space for us to be in celebration of someone else. And also, you know, celebrating ourselves or growing ourselves or gaining more ourselves like there's enough for everybody and I think there's many aspects in life but social media is a big one that we can simply use as an experience of exploration and curiosity and starting a conversation with ourselves around like what am I actually believing here what what uh, what have I been told here is it a way I want to believe is it a way I want to think and all of those things kind of come back into the SOMA method which is using movement to to start these conversations but actually your relationship with your friends starts the conversation your relationship with your partner starts the conversation your relationship with food movement social media like it's just a conversation starter for me and I'm talking about the internal conversation here as well as probably an external (laughs) conversation I love this and I feel like this is almost like a follow-on from what you were speaking about earlier in terms of your external world being a mirror of your internal world And, and if you've done the healing if you know how to to follow the feelings that come up. It's not to say that you can't have negative feelings, but it's like you say, being curious and, and following those and seeing what there is to learn from them. Um, I think it's really, I love your your stance on social media there. And it's, it's definitely one that I massively agree with as well. I, I, similar to you, see Instagram as my playground. I really enjoy it for connecting to lovely souls like yourself um, and definitely believe ultimately like any tool you can abuse it or you can use it to your advantage and ultimately that the power lies with us so I love that stance and I'm curious to know because obviously social media only plays a relatively well not small role it plays a very big role in having a business but aside from that there's things like maybe spending a few too many hours sat at a desk Mm. um, which many of us are guilty of obviously these days you have things like standing desks and other things available but I'm kind of curious to know aside from what it looks like in terms of how you promote yourself online. You know, what what does your life look like in terms of how you manage your business? I'm like, what does it look like? <laughs> Honestly, like it, it's for me dropping into the masculine and the feminine, right? So the masculine way is the structure, is the strategy, is the support, and those things as you know, and as I think every business person knows, they are important. For me, though, that has been given too much importance. Like we need to, so I say SOMA is a self-centered practice. And I truly believe that when we take time to bring ourselves to the highest vibration, when I'm showing up in a way that I I'm so excited by my work and by my life and 
these things like that's the feminine essence so for me it and you mentioned kind of marrying things together earlier it looks like marrying those two together the feminine energetics of how can I make sure that I as a being as an individual I'm thriving first and foremost Mm. so that then that energy and I'm very into the energy like spills into everything else so intention is so important why are you posting on social media what energy are you in when you're posting on social media how are you feeling when you're posting on social media like you can post the same words and the same picture but if the intention is like I'm not feeling very good in this moment but if I post this and I get 100 likes then I'm going to feel better about myself the energy is just a bit icky and sticky if you're posting the same words the same caption the same everything but it's like I'm feeling myself I'm feeling this program I know that I'm here to change worlds you'll get maybe the same number of likes or maybe not but the like the whole like energetic sequence that follows I feel is going to be very different so for me there's always time in the morning to show up for myself to move my body And that is a mixture of things. It's ultimately, it doesn't matter what form it takes, but the intention for me is to clear out what's been. And what's been is always like, there's always some anger. There's always some frustration. There's always some sadness. We're a human being. You're going to have these experiences like every single day. It's not a bad thing if you're feeling pissed off one morning, but it is possibly a bad thing if you carry that pissed offness into your team meeting, into your conversation with your child, into a conversation with your husband, into a conversation with your wife, you know, like, or whoever. So it always looks like, like I said, this unburdening movement for me, like I, I've started recently, like I'm really into like cardio and high intensity movement at the moment. It's just where I'm at in my life. And I'm like on the treadmill and I'm just like shouting or I'm running down the street and I'm just like, like, it's all about like the sound. So it's like this laying down of what's been, you know, shaking off what the world has told me or I fell or anything like that, like lay that down. And then a stepping into like, for me, movement is, is power, is activation, is transformation, is like embodying the person I want to be. And so that's really a step of like, becoming and in that place like for me the movement the germinating like if I tap if I go for a walk with a friend it kind of brings me into this place of like um feeling unstoppable you know feeling <laughs> limitless and I think like then that's the way that I go into my day so then I go into my meeting with that energy or then I go into social media with that energy and then you're showing up in a very different capacity so it is having structure and support and a, a plan and a diary and a routine and, you know, whatever that looks like individually. And there's many different forms that that can take. But I think it needs to be married and met with the feminine energetics of of feeling, of allowing, of receiving, of being. You know, if you can't open to those sides of things, your strategy can be the best thing in the world and it still might lead to nothing. I love that. I love that. I mean... I'm so regularly sharing this very simple saying, which is if you believe it's not possible, it's probably not. (laughs) And ultimately that's, you know, that is energetic because, you know, we know there's loads of strategies out there. They work for some, they don't work for others. And the ones they work for are generally those who are arriving with that unstoppable energy that you speak of there. Um, I'd love to know in terms of, you know, you mentioned that you kind of do that every morning. How much time, if you were to kind of look at it on a monthly level, like do you dedicate to, 
yourself and your well-being versus the time that you spend on your business because obviously following you I see all the fun bits and <laughs> I'm like does this woman uh, you know does she ever sit at a desk is there like <laughs> <laughs> I do sit actually not really at a desk I tend to I'm on the floor right now like I like to be on the floor I love um, um yeah it's I mean I how many hours god I don't know but I would say the split is like 60 40 to 60 to my well-being well but even in that like I don't know if it's even like a split because it's more like a crossover because for me like if I'm working and I'm not feeling well that doesn't that's just like a a, a no you know I I don't ever force myself like of course there's going to be times where like we have to to do things but I still think there's sometimes just very simple quick methods that we can use to like get in the zone you know and and I always feel like I'm always kind of checking back in how am I feeling how am I feeling how am I feeling how am I feeling and you know this is this is my life's work this is the way I live my life but I think we don't have to be in one or the other I think we can be in both like for me my movement in the morning whether it's 10 minutes or three hours and it's not always, it's not three hours movement, but it might be a three hour ritual or ceremony or practice of some form. Like it can go on that long, but for me, that is work. Yes. And it's not work. Like it's all of, it's all the same. So when I'm sitting and I'm working, I'm also making sure that I'm feeling good in that moment as well. And then if out of nowhere sadness comes and I've been on a a big journey of grief and loss and pain over the last 18 months, I have to just, you know, for me, it's so important that I just allow that to process and, you know, pockets of space in my week are always there just to be and to be still and to, to not be in a front facing um, space with anybody. Um, That's really important for me, but I think it's both, it's constantly checking in with like, how am I feeling? And what do I need to do? You know, what do I need to do and how am I feeling? And trying to like bring those two things into a space of like, I don't want to say balance because it doesn't feel like the right word, but like harmony with each other. Like this state of harmony in my body, feeling good in my body is the most important thing for me right now. I love that. And I love that you refer to it being the work. And obviously, for yourself being a somatic therapist, some could say, well, of course, it's your work. But, yeah. you know, I'd argue that it's the work for absolutely everyone. And I know that's obviously why you've developed the, the SOMA method so that you can be supporting others to recognize how they can look after themselves better. And I also love what you said about, um, you know, when you're feeling sad, you know, pausing and, and not pushing through like like so many people make themselves do. And I'm really curious to know kind of what boundaries you use to kind of uphold those things, because what's really interesting to me is I certainly know it's been my experience in the past. And I imagine others may also kind of argue that they know of these things in principle, that they should move, that they should perhaps exercise, that they should perhaps meditate. I think in many cases, people get quite overwhelmed by all the things they feel they can or should be doing. Mm. And so ultimately, they end up not doing any of them. Um, or only doing it when things have got really bad (laughs) and then wishing they'd done it sooner. So I'm curious to know, um, you know, what it looks like to have those boundaries to ensure that, 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 you know, how do you hold yourself accountable to this? So at first, um, you know, a deeply masculine approach, like highly structured, highly 
rigid, you know, very inflexible. And then I think I went all the way the other end to just like, well, actually the process of grief and, um, and my dad died last year. And that kind of just pushed me all the way into the feminine. Like it was just this like washout, you know, I, there was no choice but to honor the emotions because they, they were so full that there was, you know, that, that kind of brought me all the way into this like state of being and feeling. And now the place I'm at is, is definitely, you know, we are more in a, a middle ground dance with each other. And there's sometimes when the masculine comes in, it's like, right, babe, you need to sit down and send some emails or you need to do this, or you need to do that. And then there's times when the feminine's, you know, more present and there's a conversation now between the two, which is really nice. The thing for me that I hold myself in now is what I call like an energetic embrace. So there are boundaries, but it feels like this, this circle around me that I see as an an energetic embrace. Now, within that circle is how I want to feel, is the playground that I want to be playing in, is the rules that I want to live by. And I get to decide all of that. But very simply, that looks like, and if you're listening and you're wondering what to do here, how do you want to feel, right? Take out everything, take out the the but and the how and the when and the why and everything you've been told. How do you want to feel? like write that question down right now and then just see what comes after. Like for me, it's, it's peace. It's full. It's expansive. It's joyful. It's exciting. It's happy. It's eagerness. It's like anticipation, you know, all of the things that I want to feel a big thing for me is being met in my life in those energy as well. So if anything comes in that cannot meet me at those in those energies, in the way that I want to feel, the boundary for me is that it doesn't get to step into my circle. It doesn't get to come into my energetic embrace. That might look like relationships. That might look like people. It might look like people you've been friends with for years and you just find yourself in a different place to them now. It might look like jobs. It might look like clients. It might look like social media. It might look like Netflix. It might look like things in your house. It takes so many different forms, but I also think there's a space to like get out of our own way a little bit and get curious as to what is truly in those energies. Like I have friends who have been like two of my best friends are um, two, two guys and they're nearly definitely not listening to this, but (laughs) they are so like just in a different world. We used to work together and they, they see me as this like crazy woo woo hippie witch and you know they kind of like take the fun and but underneath it all is an energy of like love and they're so happy that I'm doing my thing and they're happy that I'm happy and we are like what I'm saying here is not everyone needs to be in like woo woo la la land to meet to come into my circle it's not that not everyone needs to be doing yoga to come into my circle not everyone like they're like what the fuck is soma like what is somatics we don't know but we love you and you're happy so carry on and it's like so i don't want people to think that that means like it has to look a certain way to come in but is the energy of love is the energy of peace is the energy of joy and i can like categorically say even though i have people in my life who are doing things very differently to me we can still meet each other because the foundational energy is of the way that I want to feel. They meet me in a way that I want to feel. If they showed up in an energy of competition or bitterness or jealousy or 
and again they could be doing something very different or something very similar like they wouldn't be in the circle they would not be allowed in the zone and that's my way of protecting myself and that's the way I hold my boundaries um because I'm a highly sensitive person I feel everything that I'm feeling I also feel everything that everyone around me is feeling like I'm a cancer moon the the feeling is just like this water in and out and yeah I have to be the boundaries do have to be strong the boundaries in that also look like um a container of nutrition of movement of exercise um of like self-care of sleep sleep and rest are like so high up my priority list um but all of those things create a like a rocket ship vessel which is how I enter into my business Mm. And I think it's almost like the like action steps, let's say they do come after for me because when I step into my actions and my to-do list and my day, like I'm feeling like fire, my day happens very differently to when I wake up with an alarm and I'm like, I need to get going and I need to do more and I need to achieve more and I need to send more posts and I need to send more emails and I need to call more clients and like, that's how I used to be like this, like, and that energy of that, even like saying it, my heart's like, no, you know, (laughs) like it's so different. And, and I think, yeah. So the container is more like this or the boundaries is more like this, like invisible circle around me that I see as like an energetic embrace. And the crucial thing in that is intention. Like what's my intention here? my intention is to like live a full life and help people to live a full life also. Really, it's just as simple as that. I love all these things you're sharing. And I, my wish is that more people spend the time to have the level of clarity that you have around the feelings that you desire to have. And I love the whole idea of the circle. Funnily enough, a long time ago, I did EFT matrix re-imprinting. Is it re-imprinting? Am I making that up the last bit? But anyway, <laughs> definitely matrix via EFT. And they refer to a bubble. And I, I love that. I always think of a kind of bluey, pinky bubble, yeah. which, you know, compassionately bouncing off the things yeah. I'm not available for. I think that is so beautiful. And it's so gorgeous listening to you because you make it sound so simple and so accessible. Um, it and really I, is. I really <laughs> yeah. think it is. Yeah. And it, and it is, I guess, when you when people have that intention to to go all in on this and honor themselves. And what's criminal really is that there's so many women out there who don't take the time to honor themselves first. So I'm so I'm just so glad to have you on the podcast today. And I'm really happy that you'll be inspiring many others to recognize what is available to themselves when they actually give themselves, I would say the space to begin with, Mm -hmm. to, to actually listen to what it is that they need and acknowledge that. And I'm really curious to know, because I know a lot of people in my space are online business owners. And one of the questions, well, one of the questions I have for you is, you've obviously been in this world a while now. And so I imagine there must be some mistakes under your belt, we all have them. And so I'm really curious to know if there's anything that if you were talking to somebody who was approaching the online space, and wanting Mm -hmm. the healthy balance that you have as to how you approach things, is there anything that you were doing previously? I know you referenced earlier, you know, leaning into strategy a bit too much, but is there anything looking back that you would do differently if you were kind of starting from scratch again? You know what? I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday and truly no, because I don't see things as success. Well, like my human wants to see things as success and failure, of course, like I am still a human, but above that, like, 
So the SOMA method, for instance, this is a really nice example um, that has come through and just feels like home to me. It feels like its own consciousness, its, its own being, its own entity. And that's it's just has so much potential as, as well as, you know, it presently in this moment, so much power like that now feels like I've really found my my life's work and where I'm going to go and what I'm going to build. The last, so that really came through in um, like June of this year. Um, I was actually in California and it just like flowed through. So June of 2022 is, is where it came through. But since November of the year before, I put so many things out there and it was like, little bits landing here and there but it it really felt like it felt just like like I was doing the hurdles like I'm on like I'm like sprinting along I'm going and then it's like hurdle and it's like okay right let's try something else and it was like sprinting along hurdle okay right okay let's try something else like that probably happened like 10 times in about seven months let's say in various different capacities in in the business in lots of different ways not just yeah, in lots of different capacities. And I think what that showed me was now with the Soma method coming through is all of those little trip ups, which we could see as failures. Like I could literally go through and be like, and this failed and this failed and this failed. But in that, and this is, if you're in your business, like what you are also doing is creating a story in your, in your cells, right? In your body, in your heart that you are in some way a failure for this happening or you in some way failed because that happened or whatever it might be. But now with the Soma method, how that came through, I needed not only that seven months, but I needed the last seven years to have happened for all of the lessons I, I experienced. The human might call them sex, some of them successes, the human might call some of them failures but I've done so many things in that seven years. I've learned so much. I've like in, in always like in a professional capacity and in just in a capacity of life, but all of those things have come through and created what I'm doing now. And I think if we can go more into a state of trusting and surrendering both, they kind of need to come hand in hand, then the thing will happen. It will come through like, there's lots of things we can do to help that journey when I say surrender I'm not just like go and lie on the sofa for three years and hope like ding like here comes the answer but like there's lots of ways that we can can surrender and I think and, and trust and I think part of that process is also getting clear on like what isn't working because for me I knew that what was not working for me anymore was like waking up with an alarm and feeling hyper anxious and turning on my laptop or feeling like I needed to post on social media first thing and then not doing my own practice. And, um, you know, all, like then you start to get clearer and clearer and clearer. But we have to do, I think in, um, in like the manifestation world, they call this contrast. You have to experience lots of things that you don't like to be able to say, no, nah, I don't like that. I don't want that. Like maybe it's a, like things happen to things happen for us things happen in our life but so often we're going like oh it's happening again it's happening to me rather than just being like the variety is happening around me and I'm saying like no you know what I don't like that like if you ate some food and you ate like an artichoke and you were like I don't like artichoke you just stop eating it 
but like <laughs> something happens in your business and you make it like this whole story about how you're a failure of a businesswoman and you're never going to get another client and you're never going to bring another person on. You're never going to make the money and you're never going to this and you're never going to, no, 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 no. Like just, it's just an artichoke. Just put it to the side and eat the next thing. I like, love that analogy. <laughs> that literally just came through and I don't know why I'm thinking about artichokes, but there we go. No, I'm <laughs> great hungry. Great prebiotic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone should eat artichokes. They're great for you. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I think another thing that, you know, we see a lot in the online business world is this whole, you know, it's obviously very sexy to sell the immediacy of do this and get that. And what you're reflecting is, you know, that this journey is such a valuable part of what you end up creating and actually what can come through and very often does come through far more powerfully is the thing that comes later beyond all the, you know, hurdles, I think is a good word. I totally agree with you. I think, you know, ultimately it's always, you know, you've got to do to learn. And a lot of people sit back and they try to map things out perfectly and make everything really shiny and beautiful. And, and I often speak to some people about, you know, how you're already cushioning your landing before you've taken the leap. What if you actually just landed there and flip things around? So I, I absolutely, it's music to my ears, absolutely everything you're sharing there. And again, I feel like it's a beautiful reflection again of yourself and how, you know, the internal work that you've done on yourself means that your external world is one where you're approaching it with curiosity and, and, and with compassion towards yourself, which is really beautifully refreshing. So I kind of wanted to wrap up all of this and speak to, you know, what do you see as being the future of your business and, and the online business world and yeah, the future ahead as to what that's going to look like for you? I'm excited to hear. Oh. I am excited by my business, honestly. Like, I'm just like, it's so funny when um, I was talking to about Soma to um, someone the other day and they were just like, I can feel your smile come through. And I was like, yeah. So um, so the Soma method is, um, well, truly like the, the call was like, I want to do it my way and I want to create something and teach in a way that feels so true to me. So that is the Soma method. I guess what that's now become is like its own entity as a brand is really a business of its own. Like I now feel rather than being like Rachel Crookshank, which I still am, but it's been like Rachel Crookshank, the coach or the mentor or whatever. Now it feels like I'm a like steward of like the Soma method and it actually I feel like I think the bio says like I founded the Soma method but I feel truly we are just vessels and conduits for like source spirit God to come through us so I feel like the Soma method found me and I kind of just need to like get out of the way and let it come through because it's doing its thing so within that within the Soma method we have like various different like strands coming off so summits which are the day retreats sanctuaries which are the longer retreats I will be doing a practitioner training hopefully next year which is going to be the school um, we have the program which is a nine-month immersive experience of um, unburdening unlocking and unfolding the future as we want it to be um, and really the SOMA method and the business and where I'm going. So it is definitely online. It's supporting people in all different capacities because we all want to learn and show up in different ways. Um, so there will be stuff online. There will also be stuff in person. Um, I'm halfway through writing a book that I need to get back to. Um, 
and yeah it feels there is so much coming and I think yeah I think that's a big part of it is like getting out of our own way and and the Soma method is looking for the stories that we're telling ourselves which is then creating energy which is then creating a future and I think another question for people to ask themselves, which I guess is what the sober method tries to come in to like diffuse and transmute is what is appearing in your life in this present moment is somewhere held within our energy field as a belief, as a story, as a narrative, as a thought, as an emotion. So when things are being experienced on the outer world, there is something within us that is creating that I believe and that might for some people feel quite confronting and it is quite confronting sometimes but I also feel like but then we have a way to work through it because then Mm. we just need to tap into the inner world like pull the threads pull it out and then it's gone and very quickly the outer world reflects it you know I've been in sessions with clients um I remember one woman was saying about she hadn't had a relationship with her parents. We finished a session and she'd had a message from her mum that evening. Wow. I mean, like, it's energy. It's all energy, baby. But it like it is, you know, like this, it's so powerful. So I think it's it's finding a way to take that to more people. And for me, my 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 dream is to weave a new wave of like womankind where women are kinder to themselves, where we're more embracing of ourselves. Like just before we were recording this morning, um, I was having coffee with a few friends, beautiful, like soul people in my life. And I like, I was just feeling such a sense of belonging, like raw, unfiltered, unconditional belonging with them. And I was telling them like how grateful I was for them and how appreciative I was. And I like started to cry and I was like, people don't feel this. Like I didn't used to feel this and other women in the world don't feel this and men don't feel this. Right. But my work is primarily with women right now. But like, that's what I want is for people to feel this sense of like love for themselves that I feel and joy in their lives that I feel and belonging with their communities that I feel. And I don't think I'm special. I think everyone's special in their own way. And I think we all get to be in this place. And it hurts me to the point of tears that some women and I and I see it in their faces and in the world. And, you know, like it, it, it gets to be more. It, we get to have more. It gets to be better. So bigger and better, bolder and braver is where we're going with the with the business, with life. I love that. I love that. And if somebody's listening right now wondering, am I a good fit? I know you just mentioned women predominantly mm. earlier, but but what else makes somebody a perfect fit for the Soma method? I think if you can breathe, you're in. <laughs> I think like, yeah, it, it, you'll know. You'll know. Like you'll feel it in your body and there might be questions about time and there might be questions about investment and there might be questions about this and that and the other, but like, you'll feel it like, so possibly it's just time to just like notice like all the questions and the queries. That's all like the mind and the ego and the like logistics and the more masculine side of our brain. But if you like feel it like, Oh, like that little, like, I don't know why, but like, I need to 
find out more, know more, like get in touch. But it is primarily women, but I have, I do work with men as well. Um, there have been more men coming in recently and I'm like, okay, that's a sign from spirit because yeah, I feel like it, it's going to be expanding more into the masculine space as well. But I feel it's quite important in that way to then have a masculine space holder because I speak through the feminine because I'm a feminine being. I yeah. I associate as being a female. So my experience, a lot of my teaching is through my experience. So I think possibly I need a, a masculine space holder to come Beautiful. in and hold yeah so we'll see well if anyone's yeah, listening yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that goes to everything that goes to everything in life you know we always have questions and money and time and when and how and zoom and in person and live and recorded and I'm like it's going to be perfect you know if you sign of up course. when you do the session it's perfect you'll take what you need like whoever's listening to this in this moment and the messages are landing and they're, they're being received well it's because it's just we were supposed to hear this today yeah. And, and the beauty of prioritizing that regardless of any of those things and trusting that, like yeah. you say, everything will be, that's part of the work, isn't it? That's yeah. part of the work. That's, that's already perhaps going against a part of you where you've not been looking after yourself or listening to yourself or being as compassionate to yourself as you perhaps feel you should be trusting and going all in and just knowing you're prioritizing yourself that in itself is already a huge leap, right? That That is something to be commended. So if someone is listening and thinking, right, how do I find Rachel? How do I find out more about the Soma Method? How do they How do they reach you? How do they find you, Rachel? Mainly Instagram. So at Rachel Crookshank with an underscore or at the Soma Method with an underscore, both of them. Um, I think it's just there. I also hang around Manchester sometimes. So if you're ever in Manchester, <laughs> you might see me about. <laughs> Wonderful. And we'll also put the details underneath um, this episode. So if you want to re reach Rachel, you'll be able to find her details underneath this um, episode. And thank you so much, Rachel. It's been thank such you. a pleasure to have you on here and so beautiful to set the precedent for <laughs> wonderful guests on this show. And I think everything you've had to share, share today is probably there are people out there who really needed to hear it. And it's, like I said, just so beautiful to see an example of somebody who's done such deep healing work that you truly are embodied in it. And I think you almost, I don't know, it's, it's almost like you're so deep into this journey. I imagine for some, they just must think you're like, like you say, from another planet, from planet love. <laughs> and, um, but it, like you say, it is truly possible. And I really couldn't think of anyone who'd be a better guide than yourself. So I'm really excited to watch the Soma method developing. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Very tempted myself to take myself on it, not going to lie. Um, and just a huge congratulations for everything you're doing in your world and life. It's all going to have such an incredible impact. And like I say, very needed impact, particularly in these troubling times we're heading into right now. The, the ability to look after your internal world has never been so important. So thank you, Rachel. You're a gift to this world and a gift to this podcast. And I'm very happy to have you in my life. Thank you. I'm so excited for this podcast to see where it goes. Yeah, you are. You're going to create something magical. So thank you. You have been listening to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you enjoyed today's episode and are keen to hear more, come on over and join us behind the scenes at Embodied Business Revolution on Instagram. We can't wait to say hi.